many things to be balanced. This here podcast is for a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You never know, we might be talking about spirituality and wellness, relationships, whatever it is that you do to get your money, be it working somewhere, be it running your own thing, be it having a side hustle, it's all good over here. We are getting organized, we are handling our time management better, and we are having fun through it all. Because over here, it's all love, all light, and good vibes only. So, if you are interested in living, laughing, and learning, growing, and glowing, drinking your water, and minding your own business, this is the perfect place for you. Hi, I'm Tiff, and welcome to the Life Unscripted Podcast. Building a brand and operating a business can get a little hectic sometimes. I mean, there's a million things to do and you only have two hands, but not to fret. I've got some goodies for you. I want you to visit organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea. Organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea. I have curated a list of some of the favorite tools and resources that I use as I operate my business that have been amazing for me. They have helped me to save time. They have helped me to build my team. They have helped me to stay connected with my people. And I absolutely love so many of these tools. I want to share them with you and it's free to download. So again, go to Organized Energy co slash spill the tea so that I can help you get started working smarter and not harder. So many of us have heard of the great resignation and many of us have also become aware of people around us might be you that um, has launched your own small business And I want to make sure that I am helping you guys to be equipped with what you need to be successful um, as you go on these journeys. So what we're going to do is to have a small series where I'll be highlighting some of my favorite tools that I use that helps me to run my brand, my businesses a little bit easier. Um, As you know, I recently uh, published a few books and rolled out some new programs um, that will also help you guys um, in your ventures. But going through the process of writing and publishing the books and rolling out the online programming and some of the other tools and resources that I have available to you, I came across some amazing tools that I fell in love with. So I want to introduce them to you. So one by one, as we do this series, I'm going to highlight one category at a time. Just give you a brief um, synopsis and explanation for why I think you should give this particular category of tools and resources um, a try. All right. So that's what we're going to be talking about coming right up.
Okay. So I want to welcome you, Rob, to today's, I don't want to say an episode or just basically a conversation. Um, I am just so glad to have you here. Um, this, this project that I had or I am doing uh, is just on a series of, of highlighting some good things, amazing things that's going on within the African-American community. Um, I feel like as a kid, I was telling the um, someone else that as a child coming up and when we would do Black History Month, to me, it really didn't seem like a jubilant occasion. Uh, we were watching Roots and that was sad. We were watching Sounder, that was sad. You know, we were seeing the uh, civil rights, you know, being recorded and televised, you know, the marches and the assassination of Dr. King. That was sad. And so I know that this is supposed to be a jubilant month for us. But as a child, whenever I would read or hear about Black History Month, it was always reminding us of Jim Crow days. It was always a reminder of slavery, civil unjust, you know, in, injustices and inequalities. And I'm like, okay. And, but that was then, because then we weren't taught the fact that we were kings and we come from kings and we come from queens and we come from amazing brilliance. Uh, oh, yeah. in civilization. Um, and so I, I keep saying it to people that our story did not begin with a story of slavery and it will not end that way. Ooh. And <laughs> we we are intelligent, we are brilliant, and we are making amazing contributions to this global society. And mm -hmm. rather than continuing to harp on times of, and not that, and those and observing those items and knowing that we're still fighting battles is mm -hmm. it certainly has its place. It's not to erase it or to disregard it in any way. It's simply to say, why do we keep giving that all of our energy? And we should, I'm not saying that, but what, don't forget to highlight the good that's going on too, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Don't we, there's good that's going on as well. And let's turn our lens to focus on that as well. And so people like you, you are writing black history too, because one day you will have left your mark in a positive way. And let's talk about those kinds of instances also. And that's why these conversations for me are so important. And that's what gave birth that, that thought process just over the last few days. It wasn't like a planned thing. It was just over the last few days, I'm like, yeah, it doesn't have to be a sad occasion. We don't have to keep looking at these other, not that they don't matter, but let's yeah. let's talk about something that's good. And so that's what this is. So I just thank you for saying yes. I'm so excited to learn all about you and what you're up to. So I will just start with you uh, saying, you know, just introduce yourself to us, Rob, and let us know who you are, what you do, what you're all about. Let us know. So uh, my name is Rob Moore. I am uh, the chaplain at Goodwill Industries of, of Kentucky. I am uh, from uh, Louisville, Kentucky, uh, born and raised uh, in, in West Louisville or the West End is what we call it. I know West Louisville is a new trend now, but to me it will always be the West End. So I grew up uh, in the Algonquin Park area, uh, You know, went through the school system here in, uh, at Jefferson County Public High Schools. Uh, from there, I received my bachelor's degree from uh, Spalding University. Then I went right down the road to 
um, uh, Vanderbilt Divinity School, and I'm currently working on my doctorate uh, degree at uh, Grimby uh, Seminary. And, uh, you know, as you was just talking about uh, in regards to celebration, um, you know, of, of our history, the, I guess the good, the bad, and the ugly from the words of uh, Clint uh, Eastwood. Uh, but that's what our history is about. Uh, it, not more so in the negative side, but also uh, the positive things that we've done uh, in this country and before in this country, and not just here in the United States and Africa, but throughout the, the world. Uh, that, you know, things that African-American or Black people have done uh, for civilization, for humanity. And I am truly honored to serve in my role uh, at Goodwill as the first uh, uh, chaplain uh, in their uh, 98 or 99 years of existence. I know next year we'll be, we will be uh, celebrating out 100 years to serve as a chaplain, not only through uh, the Louisville uh, area or in Louisville, but throughout the whole Commonwealth of Kentucky uh, to serve individuals uh, in, uh, in, the, in the state uh, that come through Goodwill Industries of Kentucky, if it's through employers, uh, through our resources that we provide, and also through uh, through the community, and to be and connect with individuals that need that spiritual care, uh, need that uh, that chaplaincy um, uh, resources that I provide throughout the state, and uh, I'm involved in the community as well outside of of the Goodwill. Uh, you know, worked for the city for uh, several years where I helped and coordinate uh, the Summer Works program, which is the largest youth um, uh, program or employment program in the city. And also to help out and work with at-risk youth, uh, court-involved youth, along with um, uh, the re, uh, re-entry uh, force or the re, uh, re-entry demographics along with the homeless population. So I'm just out here just to leave my mark to make this world a little bit better uh, than what I came uh, with it and leaving those legacy behinds because to me, it, it takes more than just one of me and one of you. We got to bring everybody together and I just want uh, the best out of everyone. And I live by the quote from Dr. Cornell West since we were talking about Black History Month. And he states that in order to uh, lead the people, you got to love them. In order to save the people, you got to serve. So I lead by loving and I save by serving. So that's why I'm here. And this is, you know, what, what, uh, what I like to do and to contribute to leave my, my footprint and my fingerprint in this world, in this uh, society. I absolutely love all that you have said. Uh, and I love it because I'm from Louisville. Uh, I'm currently on the coast, but I'm from Louisville and uh, very much obviously familiar with the West End and all that. One of my favorite photos of myself is not my professional headshot. It is my a childhood picture. I was standing on the steps in front of the bricks uh, from Shepherd Square and yes. uh, standing in front of our door, standing on our porch. And uh, I still have a, a scar on my knee from, you know, falling uh, over there in that over there and getting a rock lodged in my leg and whatever it was. But one of my proudest moments was standing on those on those steps. Um, because I know that on social media, you know, there's glitz, there's glamour, there's everybody's living their best life. You know, we're traveling and we all these wonderful, beautiful, seemingly beautiful things that's going on. And uh, and that's good if that's the truth for your life, because some people do those things and really there's another story to be told beneath what they decide to put, you know, on social media. We know that that's sometimes not always the truth 
when you take a when you peel back that that onion and see what's really going on in in some households, and that's none of my business. I don't. It's your business. However, the reality being real that's my favorite part. Being yeah. able to own up to not so humble beginnings, you know, being able to say, my mama, we was on welfare, you know, we lived, you know, in the Shelby Park area. We lived in one of the poorest zip codes, most violent zip codes in all of the city, you know, in all the things that come along with that. That's where I come from. And um, I'm very proud to say that because it's not about me. Uh, it's not, I don't say that in an arrogant way, obviously, because what's arrogant about that? But I say it in a way to glorify God because yeah. I see where he brought me from because oh, yeah. we started there, but they don't mean we have to end there, you know? Oh. Um, and most importantly, we are to reach back and help someone else come away from there if they so choose. Because I yeah. also know of families that just had generation after generation after generation that stayed in, in, yeah. in, in, in a, a situation, you know, and, and no, I, you know, hey, if that's what you like, this, you know, I'm not knocking anybody. But yes. uh, I think it's our responsibility mm -hmm. to help somebody else, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that's really what this life is all about. This life is not really our own and it's not about us. It's about glorifying yeah. him who sent us and who made us. And it's yeah. about helping somebody else that he sent us to help, you know, that's what I believe. So oh, yeah. uh, I, I think I'm glad to hear you be able to proudly say the same you know, from where you have come, where God has brought you and the things you're doing, you know? And so that was, that was a really a, a big part of the need for these conversations. Um, what, tell me more about what you do outside of the things you're doing for others and the things you do professionally. What about you? What do you do to enjoy yourself? And I ask you that question because the state of mental health for black men. Yes. The numbers, the, the statistics, uh, it's, it's, they're saddening, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's very important that we let our black men know that it's okay to feel, you know, and, and to encourage them to heal. So it's mm -hmm. important to know what are black men, what are you doing for self-care, just to enjoy yourself aside from anything else. I have a really good preacher friend and he's yeah. always helping somebody. He's tired yeah. at the end of his long days, but he still helps somebody, you know, all yeah. the time. And, um, but I'm concerned about him. And I told him earlier today about that. So you, what do you do? Wow. So uh, besides, you know, uh, schoolwork uh, and, and work, uh, I guess, you guys, you were stating, you know, in uh, regards to mental health, uh, you know, connecting with uh, mental health experts, you know, that I talk to because in the chaplaincy or pastoral work, it can be very draining, especially uh, with everything that's uh, going on and uh, particularly going through a pandemic and always being there for other people. You need someone uh, to talk to and uh, someone to listen to you and also to help you out with things as well. Maybe some things that's happened in the past that may be triggers and things like that nature. For one, uh, I definitely applaud, applaud you for uh, mentioning about with mental health uh, that that I'm uh, is doing. Uh, I know it's getting kind of cold uh, or we're in the, the winter season, but when the weather is nice, you know, going out, walking, doing exercise, uh, playing a lot of golf as well in my spare time. And also being a father to my beautiful 15 year old uh, a daughter uh, who's now a sophomore. 
So that in, in the line of work that I'm doing, it keeps me very busy. Uh, I'm a reader as well, so I love to read. So every now and then I'll go out uh, somewhere to a coffee shop somewhere uh, that are still open and just read. Uh, so that's how I decompress uh, from the world. Now, I'm glad to hear about that because that leads me to another question. What are you reading? So, and, and I'm gonna ask you why. I'm gonna tell you why. Because okay. even in the reading, uh -huh. I still can't, I, I find that I, I'm always about improvement. I'm always about being better. Yes. And, but sometimes that's not necessary. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I want to learn how to not always be thinking about what to do next. I want mm -hmm. to get to the point to where I alternate even my reading my, my reading material of choice. I want mm -hmm. to maybe read some things that are enlightening, that help with self-improvement, self-help, and just whatever it is that my interests are. Mm -hmm. But I want to read a no romance novel. Now, I didn't say smut because I don't like smut, but I do want to read about love, you know, a, a, a clean <laughs> novel, you know, a romance. I want to read things that are funny. I want to read things about friends. I want to read for entertainment. But I'm always so driven to to learn and know and do and improve that uh, I haven't really taken the time to really be intentional about just diversifying my reading material. So that's something I have to personally work on. So tell me, what are you reading? Make some recommendations to those who are watching and listening, because this will be an audio uh, podcast episode as well. But what are you reading and what do you recommend? So uh, currently, right now, in the beginning of Black History Month, and every uh, around this time every year, I reread and I read it once a year, and I reread *The Strength of uh, to Love* by Martin Luther King Jr. And um, I, I'm just real big on uh, nonfiction books uh, because for me, it, it helps me uh, for one to uh, realize that. I'm not the only one that has been through something and that is out here trying to make a difference. So I always read biographies, autobiographies and things of that nature. And I'm very interested in what people went through uh, in their beginnings uh, to where they were at in this uh, particular moment and to and for those who are deceased or they're, you know, in their, uh, wherever they're at and how they got there. So uh, I, I definitely, uh, you know, pay attention and, and read those things because it helps me personally. Uh, so with the strength to love, uh, it's a, pretty much a different uh, a various of sermons and, and letters that King wrote and things that he uh, went through at that particular time. And uh, especially on how America was going through uh, 50, 60 years ago and how those things are still relevant to this day and how I can contribute those things in, uh, into my community. And it pretty much humbles me as well. So it makes me be to become a better servant. So I'm reading uh, that and I'm also uh, continuing to read uh, bits and pieces of uh, Barack Obama's uh, The Promised Land. Uh, just, you know, his memoir, the things that he uh, that he went through. Uh, as, as him being a president or the first African-American president uh, in the United States. So so, that's, uh, so those are the books that I'm currently reading as of now. So I try to theme uh, when I do have the time to read outside of my textbooks, uh, theme by each month, especially with now Black History Month going on, African-American Heritage Month going on. I try to focus within those areas, section of books. 
I like that. Now, what do you read? Do you listen to? Do you have any music uh, that you like to listen to? Some people don't listen to music. So do you listen? And then I have a friend that's a guy uh, and he likes listening to nature sounds. You know, that's what calms him down, actually. He listens to music too, but when he's winding down for the evening, he likes to listen to sounds of nature, like, you know, rain and, and all that kind of stuff. So what do you, if, if you choose to listen to anything, what do you listen to? I love jazz. I am a huge Coltrane, John Coltrane Ooh, fan. Yes, he comes oh. here, out here on the coast, uh, uh, Labor Day weekend. You, uh, I think around Labor Day weekend, I believe is when he comes. Oh my gosh, yes. But keep going, sorry, I got excited. <laughs> I love John Coltrane. Uh, the, the music and uh, that you know he left behind, and him just being the legend of who he who he was. Um, but I love that uh, the, the love supreme, uh, which is it, him uh, connecting with the divine, with God. So, but yeah, a huge fan of Coltrane, Coltrane, Miles Davis, um, uh, Kamala. Uh, I believe his last name is Washington. Kamala, uh, Kamala Washington. Not um, uh, he's, he's a new jazz artist, uh, up and coming. He actually did, uh, the, the music for Michelle Obama's, um, documentary. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's a up and coming, uh, uh, well, he, you know, up and coming the next, I would say John Coltrane. Ooh. Uh, oh yeah. So yeah. I'm going to need you to definitely drop the links. I'm going to have to share them with the peoples and I'm going to have to check them out myself first, y'all. Because I love, 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 love music. Now, I've been getting into lo-fi. My eight-year-old, my kids are adults and then here I am with a baby. So I have an eight-year-old. <laughs> and a couple of years ago, her, uh, I think it was like her first grade, you know, first grade teacher, I think, had them listening to what they call lo-fi music during class. And uh so she turned it, turned me on to that at the top of the pandemic. So it's been two years now and uh, I love it. So uh, I listen to it while I'm trying to work sometimes or study sometimes. It's very relaxing. It's just study work, you know, it's just instrumental and it's just, you know, just good study music. It's not jazz, but you know, uh, it's just, it, it will give you that same vibe as far as a relaxing kind of thing. Um, but anyway, absolutely, John Coltrane. You know, I love Boney James. Ooh, wee, ooh, wee. Mm, yes. So, uh, big music fan. Um, like I put in my bio half the time, I always tell people I'm a music lover, but I have two left feet. So, <laughs> all I can give you is a mean two step. I can do a two step real good. <laughs> I have to mention as well what I uh, do uh, for re uh, relaxation or a form of entertainment, and that's salsa dancing. So Ooh, everything nice. I just recently went back to salsa dancing. So yeah, I'm a huge salsa dancer. Um, uh, before COVID uh, hit the pandemic hit, I would go religiously just about every week. Where is that uh, yeah. at in Louisville? Where was they doing that at? Um, in several spots. Uh, I, uh, on social media, I follow a, um, uh, a group called the uh, Salsa Louisville uh, Underground Salsa, I believe it's called. Okay. I, mean, I, gotta, I definitely know it's called Underground Salsa. I think it's Louisville's uh, Underground Salsa. And they uh, lay out or give, uh, uh, I guess, the different times and dates uh, each week where the salsa uh, uh, performances or salsa lessons and dances is going to be held at. I know there is one this coming Friday in Louisville, and I know that on Valentine's weekend, uh, they're going to have one at the Hotel Louisville uh, in downtown Louisville. Yes. 
Nice. So, you know, before I left Louisville, I would used to go out to Jerry Green's. They tell me that Jerry Green's is not there anymore. But I used to go out there on Mondays. They used to do like this line. Uh, they would do uh, like the um, Chicago style or Detroit style uh, a step, you know, kind of dancing. Oh, they so smooth. I would. I got so frustrated because I would try to do it. <laughs> Every time I tried, I mean, I just could not seem to get, I just get it. I mean, my, I'm an overthinker. So I'm everybody else, like their body's just going with the groove, you know, and they're just moving to the music. Yeah. I'm overthinking. I'm watching people speak. I'm trying to check their steps. I'm trying to see if I can make that same step. And I thought so much and I couldn't get out of my head to where I messed up my opportunity to dance, you know, and you just have to yeah. go with it, you know, just feel it. But I, I didn't get that concept at that time. So now with, you know, being in a bubble for the last two years due to the pandemic, I miss those kinds of opportunities. And of course, now that I'm out here on the coast, I got to find where they meeting up to do that kind of thing. I'm not quite ready yet. I don't really leave the house too much, but, you know, um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I absolutely love trying to dance. <laughs> I ain't going to say I'm a great at it, but I love trying. So I love it that you are into salsa. How long, are, how long have you been doing that? What led you to that? Oh, wow. Um, what led me to, I've been doing salsa for maybe the last uh, four, I'd say five to four years. Okay. What led me to do it, it was, uh, uh, I just was brave and, and to do it. Someone had told me about it and I was like, okay, let me check this out. Uh, I wanted to do something different, something I've never done before. And it's a great exercise. I mean, moving is it's a good networking tool as well, especially when you do the lesson side of it, because uh, what happens is first, I think like the first hour is all about lessons and you get to switch partners. The way they have it uh, set up, you, get, you switch partners around. So you get the feel of different people. So you can be dancing with a, a novice or a beginner, just, you know, if you uh, beginning yourself, you can, uh, you know, begin to, to dance with to uh, someone who is proficient or distinguished. So, but it helps you out. So, and, and, and it's, you know, cause I used to play sports uh, as, as a teenager. Uh, and I was told that, you know, in order to be the best athlete, you gotta compete with the best. So with that, it's how you do with salsa dancing. So you, you know, with different people. And after that, it's a live band or a DJ that comes Ooh, in. Oh gosh, yes. The whole bars. And so, and everybody, you know, even the, the I would say those who are proficient and distinguished at it, they, you know, they understand it for some people as their first time and mm -hmm. they're very gentle and nice and kind and, you know, directing you, you know, what steps to take and things of that nature. So, but besides that, it's, it's a good exercise. All right, I'm so excited to look into that. When I, when, when I, I know they, 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 you know, people are like, we outside, we back outside. I ain't back outside yet, y'all. But uh, <laughs> I'll make a mental note to, to look that up when I come back, when sis comes back outside. So anyway, I just want to say thank you. I don't want to prolong the hour. Um, I am just so thankful to have gotten this opportunity to chat with you and learn more about you and, uh, and to introduce you to our audiences. Um, a lot of times we connect with people on social platforms such as, and we're connected on LinkedIn. And, you know, ironically enough, we're both from Louisville. Um, but uh we don't really get the chance to really know each other beyond the fact that we are connected on there, you know? Uh, and so it's really awesome to be able to have the opportunity to get to know the people that we say we're connected to, to, to really establish deeper connections. So I am just thankful for this opportunity. I'm thankful that Black Heritage Celebration Month uh, got to be, you know, the thing to open that door to give us this opportunity to have a conversation. And, and I encourage anyone that's watching or listening to do the same, 
you know, I feel like it's so important that we get to know the people, you know, our people. We're not collecting folk and collecting co uh, co connections like they're rocks in a rock collection or stamps in a stamp. You know, these are people. And behind the profile is a person that's worth getting to know, you know? And so I want to be intentional about that as we go throughout the year. I want to be able to really take time to stop and just get to know and make good friends with some of the people that I'm already connected with on here, you know? So it's important to me. So I just thank you for that opportunity. Will you let us know as we're closing out, how do we reach you? How can anybody follow you or your organizations or anyone that you, the organizations that you are passionate about supporting? Where do you want us to go to, to, to follow anywhere? So I would say uh, for the, the programs that I do at Goodwill, cause I offer, you know, men's groups, uh, women's groups, uh, uh, grieving uh, groups, those uh, who are grieving, a host of different spiritual care things that I do at Goodwill. To go to our uh, our website at www.goodwillky.org. And um, you can also follow me um, through my, I would say, Instagram uh, at Gentleman, um, Gentleman Tron, uh, and also uh, Facebook at robert.more980 along with uh, LinkedIn at uh, Robert Moore um, to, to connect with me. And I can also be reached in contact uh, by email at uh, robert.moore at goodwillky.org. And I can also be reached by uh, my cell. Uh, my telephone number is 502-260-9184. Perfect. And then I'll have you, I know you provided me with links and things too. So I will mm -hmm. drop those links also in our, in, in all that so that people can, can and see all that. And uh, I'm just so excited. I'm so excited. And I just thank you again. Keep up all the amazing work that you're doing in our, in our global community. Yes. Yes. All right. It is awesome to listen to my show, but wouldn't it be amazing if you could launch your very own? Go from listening to launching when you pick up my new book called Is This Thing On? The Super Simple Guide to Planning, Launching, and Scaling Your Podcast. And of course, it was written by a podcaster for new and aspiring podcasters. Think of it as business strategy meets podcasting 101. So yeah, anyone can launch a podcast. That's the easy part. But not everyone understands the business and brand strategy behind operating a podcast. Be it if you're doing it just for yourself and for pleasure as a hobby, or if you're doing it to get more eyes on your brand. Either way, this book, this project is for you. Visit organizedenergy.co slash shop. Again, organizedenergy.co backslash shop. I've got some goodies for you. I want you to visit organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea. Organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea. I have curated a list of some of the favorite tools and resources that I use 
as I operate my business that have been amazing for me. They have helped me to save time. They have helped me to build my team. They have helped me to stay connected with my people. And I absolutely love so many of these tools. I want to share them with you and it's free to download. So again, go to organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea so that I can help you get started working smarter and not harder. Again, and as always, I want to thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Okay, thank you. I appreciate the fact that you shared your time with me. That's number one. Number two, I always tell you guys as I close out my show that I love you. I remind you that God loves you and I want you to make sure that you love you. Okay, I love you. God loves you. I want to make sure that you love you. Now, if you enjoyed this show and what you heard today, I ask that you do me a favor as my bestie. Would you please go over to Apple Podcasts, to Spotify, and um, wherever else you listen that has the opportunity for you to rate and review. I would love for you to rate the show and to leave a meaningful review. I want to make sure that you also have subscribed to the show and that you will share it with someone that you think would really enjoy it like you do, okay? I truly appreciate you. I really do love you. And I cannot wait for you to join me again on the next episode. Have the absolute best week ever.